Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Good morning. It is Friday. Going to be Friday, but not quite March yet. Around here, we start spring, March 1st. I know most everybody else likes to wait till the 20th, but uh, when you get to the point of uh, the weather forecasters and everything, they begin at the beginning of the month. So we start all of our seasons early, winter, fall, you name it. But at any rate, uh, I'm the watchman, towers off. And this show, along with everything else, we have our in-depth, fast-moving. And if you want to get a hold of us in any way, shape, or form, go to warren-usa.com, and you can get a hold of us that way. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. I'm not a real big fan of Facebook at all. And uh, we are on Instagram, too, which is actually a little better than Facebook. But Instagram exists for one purpose, and that is to make money with Facebook, to help Facebook's income and get people on it. So at any rate, on hashtag WatchmanIS216, I've got to check that because I've changed the whole Facebook thing. I deleted all our old stuff because now it's just more of a private little little thing. You can still get on it, but uh, Facebook I don't even give a rat's patooey about. It's just no... No social feed I'm even interested in. Matter of fact, I don't like social feeds at all. I don't like social media at all. I think it is an anti-social. I think it's the worst thing that's ever happened to the modern world is have all this social media. Now, there are good uh, portions of it, but a lot of it is bad. And a lot of the kids get caught up in it and do stupid things like on TikTok they were showing pictures of girls who were trying to abort their babies by hitting their bellies and doing all kinds of things. They they were laughing about it. Tower and I were talking about this. Now, who knows if they were really doing it, but that's what they were doing, you know, what they appeared to be doing. You know, it just totally nonsense. You know, why would you do that? Just we're so pathetic. We'll save the whales. We'll, you know, save some rare bug, <laughs> some rare fish, but we'll kill the babies. Yeah, well, I don't care about the, the endangered species on this earth. If you don't give a rat's patooey about, uh, um, you know, babies, you know, I don't care about the wildlife. Who cares? Why should we keep the wildlife when when uh, the world today is aborting babies? Some of the worst offenders, of course, are India, China, and America, the UK. A lot of them in the EU. Yeah, it's it's a global epidemic. At any rate, get back to you. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on USA Live. We're on MeWe. We're on LinkedIn. And uh, 
too many sites, too 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 much social media. And uh, but at any rate, we're on there. You can listen to the shows on a lot of different avenues and go over to our websites. I'm not going to bother going through them. There's a whole pile of them. Just go to warren-usa.com. And if you don't want to do that, well, I guess you don't need to know. (laughs) So, you know, the bottom line of it is if you want to know, if you want to get in contact with us, you want to, you know, really read articles that are biblical-based, get on a website that is uh, biblically-based, excuse me, Go to warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Tell your friends about it. That's what this is. You know, I I have had people over the years, and I had one recently contact us wanting us to uh, publish an article. You know, she would write it. And, and you know, that's fine. You, you, you can contact us. But, uh, you know, our websites are unique. All the material is written by us, put out by us, and it concerns things that uh, we have been called to do, and it's biblically biblically based uh, gospel, uh, Christian discipleship, persecution of the church. That's what we do. And so a couple of articles, uh, Living Hope and the Apocalypse. Check that one out, Losing America, Divide and Conquer, and Trusting in God, Tribulation, Trepidation. So check those out on our websites. Today we're talking about righteous judgments, authority over the nations. I'm laughing because the nations of men and people act as if you know God doesn't exist, you know. But a lot of these kids today, you know, have been misled by the devil and the devil's in the hearts of people that are dealing with our children. And if you're a parent not paying attention to what these knuckleheads in your school are teaching your children and what books they're letting them read, you better pay attention. You want to know how that seed got planted when your little boy thought he was a girl or your little girl thought she was going she was actually a boy? Yeah, the seeds get planted very, very early. And... Uh, We have all kinds of perversion going on, and it isn't going to be okay when you stand before God. Of course, you know, I'm just one one peon, one little voice. Why should we listen to you? Well, besides the fact that I quote the scripture, and God has anointed me and called me for this, there's no reason at all for you to listen to any of us. No reason for you to have churches. Yeah, go ahead and just perish. But you see, we're here for one reason, because we don't want you to perish. And so while we say things that you may not like, we're here for a purpose. We plant the seed of God. You can't get saved on your own. A lot of people think they can. Now, you can find religion any day of the week. Religion will send you to hell quicker than the devil will. He loves religion. Radicalized religion, that's what he loves. 
Let's get into Revelation 19. We're getting into a few of the other scriptures, uh, and this is a balance uh, to what we are doing on our Isaiah studies because we have been dealing pretty extensively in judgment because we are in, what are we, chapter 22 now. And uh, we're not always going to be in in the judgment phase in Isaiah uh, because there's a lot of messianic uh, prophecies. Uh, There's a lot of uh, uh, things about the millennium in it. Uh, There's a lot of end of day stuff. There's just it's packed full of things and it deals extensively with Babylon and a lot of things. So. Um, we're going to be in Isaiah for a long time. And it's one book that is probably classic when we talk about this. When I was in school and we were studying Isaiah, you know, they had one little book. (laughs) And uh, I think I had another book too, but... I'm not sure if that was connected to Isaiah. I remember it, but uh, I don't have it here. I've got a lot of lot of books stored away in various places. So, but uh, to try to cover Isaiah in one book is a stretch. That's tough because there's so much and there's so many things you can look at. So, at any rate, today in Revelation 19. <clears throat> Now, this is one that is after the, you know, we talk about um, the marriage supper of the Lamb. And you see, this is one of those that follows the judgments. And, of course, people don't like judgment. That'd be weird if they did. But yet, when you see men and nations and the things they do, sometimes you wonder if they don't love to do these things just so God will judge judge them, you know? I mean, because we do the stupidest things, just like those girls who were trying to abort themselves. Of course, you know, just dumb girls screwing around. But this is serious. This is nothing to... Uh, screw around about, you know. The kids are threatened today in a lot of ways, not just from the transgender theology that's out there and all the LGBTQ stuff that is getting thrown down our throats daily. But like in Texas uh, and... uh, I think it was uh, in one month, it was January, they had 37 kids, teenagers of various ages, all races, all sexes, missing, just disappeared. Nobody has a clue where they're at. Well, we know that there's a lot of various rings in America that are operating. They've been there for a long time. 
we used to talk about the rings that was actually bringing people over from other countries and would turn them into prostitutes, holding holding the boys and, uh, you know, the men and the women uh, accountable for the money and bringing them here. And because they were new and caught up in this, it was hard to get them out of it. I mean, these are things that happen in this country. We know that they have these rings. We know they have child rings. Of course, that's what Epstein and uh, what's the other dude, Weinstein or whatever his name is, the Hollywood uh, producer or whatever he was. You know, filthy. How you could do that is only only God knows. After these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation, glory, and honor, and power unto the Lord our God. Now, see, this is when we get to really rejoice. The world is a tiresome place at times. And people today live as though they can do anything and never answer to God. But I've got places that I can go to. You know. That you can enjoy the out of doors. Enjoy God's creation. And even come across people that are halfway sensible. So when you get on social media... It just looks like everybody's crazy at times. When you get online, it looks that way. And when you are on your computer or your smartphone or whatever you use, you can get caught up in that, and a lot of people get caught up in it. Now, see, you can't spend a lot of time online. But, see, the thing of it is, is one day this is going to be gone. One day, all of the pressures, all of the sin, all the iniquity is going to be removed. Verse 2 of that tells you, For true and righteous are his judgments, for he has judged the great whore. And, of course, the great whore rode upon the beast. The beast is described in Revelation 13, along with his buddy beast, and then you have Revelation 17 and 18, talking about the whore and about Mystery Babylon. Well, the great whore is that which corrupted the earth with her fornication. And that's where we're at now, right now. And you might think that, well, America's the great whore. No, there's a lot of... A lot of trouble. So the great whore did corrupt the earth. And there's a lot of corruptions in various places. A lot of corruptions everywhere.
And you see, the whore loves it. And so you might find certain corruptions in America that you're not going to find in some of the other places. And in the other places, you're going to find corruptions that aren't here. We report on this every week. And uh, you get down into India, the radicalized Hindus thinks it's all right to beat, attack, destroy Christians. We don't do that here. In Pakistan, they're well known for oppressing and beating up, killing Christians. We've reported this many, many times. No, that's not okay here. Iran thinks it's all right to hang 100 people about every, every month. Now, see, a guy that was in prison, Abedini, testified to that fact when he was in, in the prison there for actually helping an orphanage. And uh, he said there was at least 100 every month that were hung. So there's lots of examples. Now, a lot of these Muslim nations that do this do not accept homosexuality or lesbianism. We do in the West. We've made it part of our laws, so it's okay here. But you see, the thing of it is, is that the great whore, which is a spirit that is poured out, a spirit of uncleanness, with every kind of unclean thing and blasphemy you can think of, corrupts the earth with that fornication of hers. And of course, when when you see the tool she uses, which is Mystery Babylon, who has uh, Revelation 18, it has a great economy. Uh, People of the world do business with her because she has the money, the power, the influence. Um, They begin to think that that uh, the things that she does and the ideas she has is okay, so they adapt them. So uh, the corruptions that is found in the great whore is passed on to the world. And uh, they're seduced by it. Eventually judged by the Lord God. And that's uh, what this scripture tells. And has avenged the blood of his servants at her hand because in her is found blood and she and in mystery Babylon is found that blood so verse 1 is after all of this corruption ugliness sickness sick sick stuff this is the time that you can you look back and you see, thank God, the Lord brought an end to it. There's going to be a time when the frolicking and fornication is going to be over. There's a time when all the murders are going to end. There's a time when all the delusion, the sickness, the corruption is done. And that's what we look for. 
this is not going to be the permanent state of the world, what we see here. The curse is devouring the earth, as Isaiah 24 points out. Matter of fact, we're coming to Isaiah 24 here. It'll be a while, but when I get to it, that's the one you need to listen to. You need to listen to all of them, but Isaiah 24 is an end-time book. It's really, I call it Isaiah's Apocalypse, and it does tell you a lot of things about what's going on and what's going to happen. In verse 3, and again, they said, Alleluia, and her smoke rose up forever and ever. And, of course, the judgment here, the judge, the smoke will rise forever, ever, forever and ever. And even death and hell are going to be cast into the lake of fire. And the burning and torment will go on forever because your spirits will never die. It's where the worm dieth not and, and the thirst is not quenched. These spirits, these that are thrown in in there, including the devil and his minion, all the wicked will be thrown in there. And in your spirit, when when you're corrupted and you're thrown in hell, though you'll have these worms that will crawl in and out of your spirit. And the and the fire it does not kill the worm. This is this is the corruption as the result of sin. And you will suffer eternal torment forever in that lake of fire. You'll never die. The most horrible punishment you could think. And the smoke of that torment will go up before the throne of God. Because in the judgment, the Lord is righteous for what he's done. He's brought an end. He has given man a chance to make their decision. And when you choose darkness and evil, that's your decision. Revelation 22 tells us, he that is wicked, let him be wicked still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. You can read the rest of it, but that is the that's the basis of that scripture. If you're going to be righteous, be righteous still in these wicked days. If you're going to be wicked, go ahead, be wicked still. You know, when Christ comes, he is going to reward you, and you're not going to like it. You may have fun now in your rebellion, but God will have the last word. And you see, you don't need to face that judgment because Christ came and died on the cross, so you wouldn't face that. There is a way, and God is just asking people, make up your mind. You need to repent and come unto me and walk in my ways, and I'll forgive you. But the problem of it is, the world is too busy with its sin and iniquity, and they're drunk on the wine of the whore. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and you that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude and the voice of many waters and the voice of many thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. And to her 
was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. You're going to be dressed, and you will be in the righteousness of the saints. Now, if you're not a saint, you're not going to be dressed, and you will be naked before the throne of God in your sin and iniquity. That's why you need Christ. Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, these are the true sayings of God. And so this is where you need to be. This is what you need to be doing. And, uh, you know, when we talk about the end of days, Luke 21 35 says, For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch you therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. I tell, I've been telling people this for a lot of years, decades, two decades. <laughs> I mean a long time. And you need to pray that. Pray. This phrase, watch you therefore and pray always. And I say, Father, according to thy word, I watch and pray always. And then you list the names that Johnny, Sue, whatever, list all their names out, may be counted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. Now note, it says, watch pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape. It doesn't say everybody's going to escape this. It doesn't say every Christian is. This is a commandment. You need to pay attention to these things. See, and, and, and this is the issue, like even Isaiah, and this is one of those things that doesn't talk about, you know, uh, the judgment of Judah, per se, or of the other nations, Isaiah fifty nine two. But your iniquities have separated you, uh, separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid His face from you, that He will not hear. Uh, Jeremiah five uh, twenty five says, "Your iniquities have turned away these things from your sins have, and your sins have withholden good things from from you." John eight twenty four, the Lord says, I said therefore unto you that you shall die in your sins. If you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Acts three nineteen says, Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. See now that's where you want to be. Now, see, everybody knows John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. And many know the next one. For God sent not his Son to the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And they stop there. But you see, you need to go further because it says, He that believes, believeth on him is not condemned. So once you believe, you're not condemned anymore, and you're not under the curse. Now, we're living in a world that has the curse, and you will be affected, but you will not suffer at the second death. For this body of death must be put off. 
and the spirit will be saved, but the body will be destroyed. This is a body of death, and then God will give you a new body. But he that believeth not is condemned already. So if you're an unbeliever, you're condemned already. Even if you're in another religion, those other gods that you're serving is not going to get you redemption. There's only one through Christ Jesus. That's it. That's why Franklin Graham and others stand up. Franklin Graham right now, he's, you know, he wanted to do a crusade in the UK, but a bunch of LGBTQ got all of his agenda places where he was going to preach from canceled. Well, see, the bottom line of it is the UK needs some preaching over there, but the UK has cast off the Lord a long time ago. So have many in the, in the European Union. So if you don't believe, you're condemned already. And the reason is because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And it goes further. says, this is the condemnation that light has come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Now, see, this is the problem. People today love darkness. They love evil rather than light. And they delight in it. And everyone that doeth evil hates the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Now, see, in verse 20 tells you the truth. Everyone that doeth evil hates the light, and neither comes to the light. See, there is this problem in there. Those that love evil, verse 19 says, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. And they don't come because their deeds are going to be reproved, so they don't come. But if you will come, if you will repent, you will find this redemption. Now, see, we speak of judgment, but the biggest judgment that you can make is seeking the Lord and repenting. Isaiah 24 says, fear, pit, and a snare are upon you, O inhabitant of the earth. These are, these are things coming out of, the, out of the prophets. 2 Timothy 2, 19 through 21. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knows them that are his. Even in the midst of judgment, God knows who belongs to him. Period. Revelation 12.11, you know, and this is our key. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. So even unto the death, the Lord knows them that are his. And it further says, this is Paul talking to Timothy, and let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Now, iniquity is sin, and iniquity is doing all those things in America that we think are okay. And we've got churches led by pastors that are teaching things that are going to send people to hell. And even if you went to that pastor and he baptized you, it ain't going to do any good. Just getting baptized in the church. You need to repent and you need to clearly show whose side you're on. But see, we have 
a foolish notion in this world today, especially in America. And, you know, we're seeing a big resurgence in movie stars and singers, you know, especially singers have been in the, you know, Justin Bieber and, uh, and others who suddenly come to the Lord and start holding evangelistic crusades. Well, first of all, they, they do that because they're singing and they tell people about the Lord. That could be considered more of a testimony. But the true teaching of the Word of God needs to be done by people who know what they're talking about and who are anointed to do such. Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure that the Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ to depart from iniquity. Now see, the whole bottom line here is sanctification. Paul goes on to explain it in verse 20 and 21. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but of wood and of earth, some to honor, some to dishonor. This is in the church. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, prepared unto every good work. You have to purge these things. You purge them by going to the Lord, confessing them, looking to him. Get these things out of your life. Now, things that there's a supernatural deliverance, in, and that's all there is to it. The thing I do like when we're talking about all of this, and especially since we're closing this, if we're looking at the, the phrase book of life, because that's where you want to be. Philippians 4, 3. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with my other fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. Now, you see, that, that relates to all of us who are believers, who today in our life labor to try to bring the word of God to a world that is in the throes of lawlessness. Revelation 3, 5 says, He that overcomes, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. I will not blot out of his name out of the book of life, but I'll confess his name before my Father and before his angels. And all of these scriptures have the phrase book of life. All that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. This is meaning uh, the beast. This is Revelation 13. And so all those that, and I've heard this, you know, and, and of course, they're not going to become a Christian yet, but oh yeah, we've heard of the heard of the beast and the mark of the beast. We're not going to take it. Well, if you don't know Christ, you're not born again by his spirit and following him, you will take the mark of the beast. No, I won't. Yes, you will. Scripture says, all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of the life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And there's only one way to get it into the book of life, and that's through believing in Yeshua, receiving him, John 1, being born of the Spirit, John 3. And, of course, you can go even further than that. You can, 
he is the door to the sheepfold, John 10. He is, you know, the vine, we are the branches, and we are in him. Without him, we can do nothing. We're to abide in him, John 15. We are to walk in his light as he is in the light, John, uh, 1 John 1. And if you're not walking in the light as he is in the light, then you're not going to have fellowship with him. Now that John 1, First uh, John 1 says, he that walks in the light as he walked in the light, then you have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Now these are just a few of these scriptures. Now see, there's a place you need to be walking. And uh, in a church that condones uh, things that are an abomination to God, in a nation that says all these things are fine, just because a nation or the nations of men have come out and said, well, this behavior is all right, it's all right in the eyes of man. It's legal. But that doesn't make it okay in the eyes of God, period. And, uh, you know, this is the issue even with same-sex marriage, and Franklin Graham pointedly says, we don't hate anybody, but uh, that's what God says, and that's what I believe. And as a Christian, you have to believe that. But see, now you have, and it's been going on for a long time, little books given to children in preschool and in first grade that kids that transgenderism, homosexuality, lesbianism, and every other weird desire that's an abomination to God is okay. It's not okay. And see, you can find a lot of people, you know, that uh, may may have these proclivities or may even be married to same-sex partners, you know, and if that's what they're going to do, that that's the way it is, you know. And the bottom line of it is, is that, they don't have a right, you know, to deny us what they want. They want the right to speak up and to live their life as they choose. Well, so do we as believers. We have a right to stand up and believe according to Scripture, according to the Word of God, as the light of and the salt of the earth to declare, thus saith the Lord. And so, but see, they don't want to hear that. The world doesn't want to hear just as they didn't want to hear Christ when he was here. He said, the world hated me before it hated you. As when we talk about almighty authority over the nations, now see, as Christians, we have a lot of authority. We can walk in dominion and we can cast out demons, but we can't uh, be working on this, you know, if people really don't want to do it. Now, they're... You know, there there is spiritual warfare where you can take on people that are bothersome or evil and wicked, and you can rebuke those spirits, and these people are suddenly become nicer. And in some cases, they can even become delivered, but they still have to willingly come to the Lord. See, and this is the whole issue. God wants you to come because he loves you and because you want to be with him. And the only one way to do that 
is to be cleansed. And there's only one way to cleanse you, and that's through the blood of the Lamb. God chose that it would be the blood as the tool for atonement. That's why in the Old Testament, the Jews on the Day of Atonement used the blood of animals. But the blood of animals cannot permanently redeem you. Only when Christ came was that able to be done. And so that's why the devil today hates the blood. That's why some of the strongest anti-God spirits and unclean spirits are the spirits of murder. Uh, Demon spirits that are both murderers shedding the blood And the other strong one is sex. So, And sex is propelled by lust, just as murder is. Lust propels uh, murder as well. Lust has a lot of forms, so the strongest spirits are that sexual blood connection which the demons uh, love and which people get into. And some of the most powerful uh, sacrifices to the devil is the sacrificing of innocent life, children, babies especially, and sacrificing the blood. Now, see, in God's economy, so to speak, there are blessings and curses. The blessings of God upon the righteous are curses to those who don't believe, unless they believe too. And if you don't believe, you are condemned from the outset. You are in darkness. And people can be in darkness and go to church. They can be in darkness and be baptized in that church. You must be born again of the Spirit. And if you have some carnal, secular, dopey pastor and board that don't know what they're doing, you can have a church that's rich and powerful, looks gorgeous, they're dressed to the hilt, the pastor is, they've got psychologists and everything. That doesn't mean a thing. All your... All your psychologies and everything while they can help. That ain't going to redeem you. Man's efforts is not going to redeem you. The flesh is not going to redeem you. The arm of the flesh is not going to redeem you. Only through Christ, confession, being born again of the Spirit of God, following him, walking in his light, abiding in him. That is it. There's no other way. And if you've got a problem with that, you're going to have a real problem when you stand before the Lord. And see, if you don't believe in the word of God, then all these scriptures I I give you are, are no good to you. But see, the word of God will fulfill that which is sent. So when you hear the word of God and it's planted in your spirit and you accept it, it's fulfilled that way. If you hear the word of God and reject it, it's fulfilled in that way. So when you stand before the Lord, you will give account because the Lord will know when you've rejected his word and when you rejected the opportunity to come to know him. 
The word always, the word of God, is eternal. It will always return to the Lord fulfilled, never unfulfilled. You can burn every Bible on earth. You can kill every believer on earth that has memorized Scripture, that knows Scripture and has spoken it, and you can sit on this planet without none of that witness, and yet you will still be guilty. And that's quite a thing. Because the word of God is written in the hearts of every angel that serves, in every redeemed believer, and it's written on the pages of eternity. That book that you see on earth is your copy. God has given you eyes to read, a heart to understand, and a spirit to say, okay, God, I believe. And you can also say, I don't believe in God. You can say, you're an atheist, an agnostic. You can say whatever you want. But when you are before this God, you will believe. It will be too late because you've rejected him, but you will believe. You can be in another religion and absolutely convinced your whole life. But without Christ... It's all in vain. It's, it's hopeless. Now, see, this is why the world hates Christianity. But it's ironic in America and in the West where Christianity was on fire and sent missionaries around the world. Because of our sin and iniquity, the love of many has waxed cold. And in some cases, the nations now that were formerly Christian are pagan. The old houses of worship that were packed with uh, our forebears, uh, you know, in repentance and worshiping God now are just mausoleums. There's nobody there, especially in Europe. You see a lot of that. Meanwhile, Iran, one of the reasons, and I know I remember when this came out years ago, it's been a while. The Ayatollah came out and said there were too many Christians, uh, too many Muslims becoming Christians in Iran, and they were to crack down, which they did. But the thing of it is, more Iranians are so sick of Islam and what these people are doing, the Ayatollah, and they find Christ. A lot of them are coming to the Lord. In Hindu areas, it's the same way. That's why there's so much pressure in India. And you take these pastors, you know, many times these pastors, whether they're, you know, Muslim or Hindu background that come to the Lord, it doesn't matter. You know, they're they're getting born again, ex-Muslim, you know, they're former Muslims. We have one ministry that we know of that's all entirely um, ex-Muslims who came to the Lord. They've got churches everywhere. People come to the Lord. They even go into Hindu areas. It's kind of ironic that you have that. China, one of the reasons China um, started persecuting Christians. 
there were more Christians than there were communists. They did it out of fear. And they they reinforced that Christians and everybody, if you're going to worship God, you got to acknowledge us first, which would never work as a Christian, but they still have their churches there. See, a lot of these nations persecute Christians because they are afraid of it. That, that's exactly one of the reasons why the Jews went after Christ, especially when he raised Lazarus from the dead. They were going to kill Lazarus, too, because they felt everybody was going to follow this Messiah, and then they would be in trouble. They wouldn't have the power. What would the temple be without it? You know, so. Jealousy, worrying about your own, you know, state of affairs, pride. So they plotted to kill the Lord. Now, see, nothing's changed in the nations of men. We see that all over the place. Every week we report on it. And you can trace it all back to the fact that there's a lot of them that are afraid of Christianity, that somehow... You know, in a lot of Muslims, in Muslim areas, uh, Muslims are forbidden to read the Bible. And if they're caught with the Bible, it's serious consequences. But you see, they hear the word of God. Pastors tell them, other Christians witness to them. They're, they're getting visitations at night from the Lord. In some cases, we see Old Testament miracles. Uh, apostolic miracles, totally supernatural, breaking into our existence, things that is happening right now. And so when you sit back on your soapbox of unbelief, God is going to knock that soapbox out from under you. And when he does, it may be too late for you. I pray that God will knock your soapbox out from under you, that soapbox of unbelief, and wake you up before it's too late. I pray that God will wake you up and wake your family up and that you will find the true hope and the true revelation found in Jesus Christ. And in Jesus' name, I bind that unbelief, and I bind those spirits of darkness and those troublers that are around you. And in Jesus' name, I command the angels of God, according to his mercy, to remove them from you and for you to hear the truth of God so you can make up your mind. Come to the Lord. Because when we talk about judgment, judgment, as I've said many, many times, is always redemptive. Always meant to bring you to him. Every moment, every time, all the time, that's what it's meant to do. So in this, we're done with this particular series. We'll have another one to do on Friday mornings. And so we've been discussing authority over the nations. And this one is in 12 parts. 
Isaiah, however, is going to be in a lot of parts, but it's not all judgment. There's a lot of prophecy, a lot on the Messiah. It's an exciting book. So join us. Listen to the shows. And, of course, our Wednesday night broadcast is on the persecuted church. Pray for the brethren. Of course, when we talk about nations being nuts, America is right up there. We are, for all that we know in America, our pride is blocking what we can truly see. People will claim and stand on anything, no matter how foolish it is. Today we are divided. We are deluded. And we are a troubled people in America. And if you don't repent soon, America, you are not going to like it. You need to repent in the churches. You need to repent in the government. You need to repent in the local and state governments. You need to repent in every aspect of this nation. Because the end, (laughs) in your current state, you're in trouble. No mistake about it. So, warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Visit those sites. Tell your friends about them. However, if they don't like hard biblical preaching, teaching, truthful with the Word of God, and if they don't like in-depth articles, then don't tell them. Of course, there is shock value. (laughs) Remember, you can find us on a lot of different channels, places. And uh, iTunes, of course, we're on iTunes. we got a number of feeds on iTunes. We've always had a lot there. And, of course, uh, Blog Talk is one, Spreaker's another, Anchor's another. I mean, we've got lots of them. And uh, iHeartRadio. And a lot of them have real nice apps. Spreaker has a great app. And uh, all of our shows come on, and as soon as we get done, they're loaded on, on the app. So right away, it'll tell you. So there's a lot of apps that that you can find that'll work good. And if you go to our websites, either one of them, warren-usa.com or danaglennsmith.com, you will be able to find out where you can find all these various places. You can listen listen to us from, and then you can look for the the app, because almost all of them have apps. Um, I I have used... uh, 
a number of apps, uh, various ones to listen. So th- there's a lot of opportunity. And, of course, this goes around, around the world. And uh, people all over the globe can listen. But the bottom line of it is, is that one day the true preaching of the gospel as we do it is going to be ended. One day it's going to be gone. It'll be the time of the night. The gospel will be preached in all the world, and only then will the end come. So until that time, we will be preaching and teaching. And until that time, if you haven't made up your mind, you need to make up your mind. Because you never know when you're going to die. So for Tower and I, we thank you for listening. We pray God's blessing on you. And if you don't know him, I pray that God will wake you up, knock that box out from under you, and let you find him in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word in Jesus' name. Until next time, next week, this is the Watchman in Fort Tower. Goodbye. God bless. And have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.